Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Morning, Craig. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today, man? It's Monday morning. Um, I'm, I am stuck. I'm glad we're here on Monday because I couldn't have another slow weekend. Another slow weekend? Why, you don't have a whole lot going on this weekend? Golf tournament. Oh, that's right. Golf tournament. Yeah. You've been doing some business for a nonprofit that we're part of, but we're having fun with that. So anyways, it is the 27th episode, Check Your Six podcast. It's going to be a chamber flavor today, and we're going to have something special later on. It's, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up this that's week. Correct. So any any plans for Thanksgiving? As usual, just stay home, have a hamburger. Stay home, have a hamburger. Okay. Yeah, just turkey. You, get, you know, if you have a turkey burger, does that count as Thanksgiving? I'm in. I'm going to switch okay. that. Okay, sweet. <laughs> We're awesome. So anyways, I am Tim Proctor, GRP Studios here in Longwood, Florida, and you are? Vets Growth at 407-754-5779. Is that your full name, Vets Growth, or is that first and last? That's going to be my first and my last name, Vets Growth. Because you don't give your first and last name. It's I Craig Lyson. But why'd you do that? Oh, man. No, he's, he's wanted He's wanted in, in two counties. I, I have milk cartons. It, t- today <laughs> is the Chamber of Commerce focus, and it's basically play that chamber music, and there's a tie into that later on that you all will see. But we have the great pleasure of having Andrew Cole in here from the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce. You have a much better relationship with him. So you're going to run the meeting today. I'm going to take a nap after a couple of things. That's but right. That's Andrew, great. welcome to the show today. It's good to have you on here. Great. Thank you very much. And we're looking forward to some of the things that East Orlando Chamber can tell us. But history, Chamber of Commerce, do you know the history of the quote unquote Chamber of Commerce? No, but you do. No, it's on the notes. You see, you see. No, because you got it written down. I didn't want to spoil your intro. It's one of the one of the few things (laughs) that the French did well, besides cheese and wine and bagels and toast and what else did you say? French bread, French bread, French fries, French fries. Are French fries really French? Uh, Wee wee. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, doing a just a wee bit of research that one of the earliest accounts go back to actually Marseille, France, in fifteen ninety nine. I didn't even know. You know, fifteen ninety nine. Holy moly, that's a long time ago. That's You weren't around then, were you? We no, I was born just a day after just that. Just a day after that. And one of the oldest chambers in the British Isles is Glasgow in 1783. Then, you know, through the 1800s, the Chamber of Commerce in Germany under Kaiser Wilhelm I. Now, it's not like the Chamber of Commerces that we have now. This was basically, well, it was under German rule. So it was a little bit different than that. And, of course, here in the United States, the New York Chamber of Commerce was established as a result of the stamp Tax Act in 1765, and then since then we've just exploded, and we've got that's why we've got this guy in here today, so he can tell us all that we want to know about a Chamber of Commerce. So, Andrew, I will let Craig then run with the questions, and I'm going to play Tetrix. Can I do so, that? Yes. So, what I want to do start off, sir, is uh, since I've known you for quite a while, since mm-hmm. uh, I've been in the East Orlando area forever, can you tell me what day or what month did you start with the Chamber? The actual day and month. It actually was. Uh... If I recall it right, I had jury duty on my first day of joining the chamber, and I want to say it was April 15th. <laughs> I think it was 2013. Going back from that, yeah, no. Uh, so I've been there about seven, going on eight years, yeah. So go back a little bit further. What did you do before you got into the chamber? Oh, geez. I have a completely non-traditional path 
to get to where I am today. Everything that started from graduating from college and uh, riding a lawnmower and happy as a clam as a, as a groundskeeper to becoming a purchasing agent at a nursing home and then shifting over from that to a GM at a TGI Fridays for 11 years and then uh, pivoted to working with a Main Street program and then finally with the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce. So when you applied for that position, were you applying for the position that you hold now? No, actually, uh, when I stumbled into this one, and I, I kind of put it that way, I was working uh, with a Main Street program down in, uh, on the east side of Orlando, a new program there, as a program director for, uh, for the organization, and was looking to do uh, an event out that way. And uh, somebody introduced me to the folks at East Orlando Chamber to said, hey, maybe it's a great partnership with that. And as things were going, the decided not to go out and do that event that I was working on. At the time, they said, hey, we could utilize somebody like you. And I said, great. And they said, we just kind of came up to a, a great agreement on where we needed to be. And two weeks later, I, start, I was working for the chamber. So, so what is your title meant? At the title at that one was Director of Events, and now I'm President and CEO of the East Orlando Chamber. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, when did Dorothy come on board? Dorothy came on board about two, two and a half years ago. Recruited her from ACS, or she was with them, and then went through some transition time there and uh, brought her on board with that. And she's our chamber administrator, my left and right hand. So I really appreciate everything that she does for us. Yeah, I have to agree with the uh, since I've known you uh, for just about it's the same time you started is wherever I've been, you were there. And I was trying to figure out who you were. What is this guy doing? Is he military? Because most of the area was military that I was involved with. And then when I started going outside the realm, going out to the third terminal, you pop up. Everywhere I go, you're popping up. I'm like, <laughs> who is this guy? I thought I was Mr. Know-it-all. So uh, I think part of the chamber is getting out and everywhere. So the people that do join the chamber don't have that, that time because your life and time is value. Mm -hmm. So if you could tell me, how does a small business help of what the chamber is needed? So how a small business helps, or or how does, how sorry, does the chamber help, help yeah. the cha how does a chamber help the small business? Oh, well, that's an easy one. You know, we're here. the The chamber's now kind of gotten there to really work with a, with the small businesses. Uh, one of the things that the East Orlando Chamber and what I feel that we really work closely with is working with those businesses to make sure that they have opportunities, whether that's through an event or whether that's through through a program or through connections. Craig, when you were working with us, we I don't know how many Spark sessions we'd sit down with you and go through databases and work with you and connect you and, and actually make those warm introductions to help you with connecting with the folks with businesses, especially now. That's a huge piece where the customer service side of really working with people, getting to know about what their business is, and now to be able to extend it to really help them connect. You know, a lot of people come in with a chamber with the idea it's all about networking. And I'm a firm believer that networking is one letter off of not working. So, Trey, you know. <laughs> I like that. So, That's, that should have been the tip of the day. Tip of the day. You can come up with that since you're taking a nap. Wow. So. So with that, you know, a lot of people feel that sometimes if I come out and hand out 50 business cards at an event or I, I put my name on the directory, I'm going to get all this business. But it's really, I feel that especially us are, are really in the business of relationship building and building those connections between people and building that foundation for your business. Because it may not be the, the integral person that's going to do business right away, but it might be somebody that you know that you're going to connect them to. Or you may not need that product or service today, but you might need it in six months. And so it's not, how to put it, where it's necessarily an immediate return, but you're building that foundation for the future. 
And when I look at, at our businesses and our members, it's, it's really putting people together and, and formulating that relationship so that when those, those needs come up, they are right there. And I had a thought and it just escaped me. But uh, moving from that, it's really where connecting those folks and connecting the dots. Is that what you say the primary function of the chamber is? What is a primary function? You kind of alluded to it, but if you had to one sentence it, what is the primary function of a chamber of commerce? Our primary function is really, it's being an advocate for our businesses, which then include with connecting within the community or regional connectivity and also community engagement. So how you put that all together is really what we do. And being that advocate for our business, whether it's needing the services that they need or helping them get to the clients or to the people that are needed there, to be an advocate, whether it's within our local government or even state government. We don't do a lot at the, at the national level, but more to be that advocate on issues and topics that are important to our businesses. There's a lot of things that our businesses do need on that aspect, too. So there is that piece of being that voice and to help them through those pieces. But then how do we get them engaged within the community or with other business members or, or connections within that? You were telling me just before we started the broadcast here that you were telling me about your streamlining. Can you go into the details on that? Like streamlining on things, you know, to really focus on what it is that we're doing. With where we are today, a lot of folks and have had to make pivots and changes and really looking at what your business is and how to be focused. And I think that's where, really where we're coming right now. One of the exciting things is we have our 75th next year. It's our 75th anniversary here. And, for, uh, for East Orlando for Chamber. For East Orlando Chamber. Wow. And one of the big things that we're looking at is I've got a committee called the Reimagine Committee. And I really, what I like about it is, is what is it that is going to help us be more sustainable for the future through any downturns, whether in the economy, through any other types of issues that may arise throughout the, the region but to be more resilient on, on pieces and not be reliant on what we used to do in the past, but what can we be relying upon for the future? You were talking about the streamlining, that how you reached out to how many people? On which one? On, oh, uh, I, streaming. You were talking about streaming. streaming. So that was part of our community engagement. And one of the pieces that we really focused on, especially during this time, was that we've got a lot of people that are out of work. And so we did uh, streaming our webinars that we put on. We had over 1,400 people streaming this. And we were doing it basically on, on how to get a job through this whole pandemic area. I know we're not really talking about that. that but but, uh, it's, but it's, again, one of the services you do and, and streaming as opposed to streamlining are two different things. Yes. So that's okay. So we got, what's the streamline? That's where you make things easier, more cohesive. You streamline them, you know, stream. Were you talking about them. fishing? Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. There See, we go. It, and I got to tell you, it's fun sitting on this side because there's all kinds of things I could jab in here. Like, <laughs> you're the president CEO. We should have different music for that. <laughs> you know, you talked about Dorothy, and I'm like, all of a sudden, Wizard of Oz. So anyways, I, I totally digress. <laughs> so go I just only to, your, like, I sit here, and I, I just think of all these things that Tim's talking about. But I want to get back into on how you really reached yeah. out to the community to make sure the community was taken care of, that your function is just not who you have inside right. there. It's the broad range of everything surrounding you. Yeah. One, like I said, one of our, our core mission statement pieces is community engagement. And so what we did was we reached out knowing that our businesses needed our assistance through this whole pandemic, but also the community needed our assistance. And so with that, we brought in experts on hiring on how to get found through all of these different search engines, 
we brought in resume writing and how to how to tweak your resume so that you can get it found. As a lot of people, you know, I, I, you may not be aware of this, but the search engines that are out there, like the Indeeds and pieces like this, they're looking for keywords. Yep. And so we worked with one of our members and we put together these panels that we sent out to the community to be a part of, to help them during this crisis where people are out of work, but there are companies that are hiring. There are companies that are thriving right now, more so than previous. And to know that there are jobs out there that you can find that may be better than what you had using the same skill sets that you have or with tweaking and how, how to help people pivot or to use those transferable skills that you have in one industry that how it can relate into another one. You heard, you, you heard me say, you know, I've had a very diverse background leading up to this, but it was how did I translate all those, diver- those transferable skills into the role that I was, I was looking to take over? So well, that's right. I have, to, I have to say one thing is that with Tim and I are both veterans that when we came out of the military, I was reviewing this gentleman who was high-ranking, and he gave me his resume, and it was all military jargon. And I said, sir, with all due respect, this is not going to get you anywhere on the outside. So we got to bring it down to what you're saying is converted over to this side. Mm-hmm. Sir, Tim. Yeah, no, I was just saying, we didn't do this before, and let's do it now. How do people get a hold of the CEO, Vice President of the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Andrew Cole? Best way to reach us is uh, either via the internet at eocc.org, can call the office at 407-277-5951, or you can reach us at eocc at eocc.org. Don't do it the other way, because otherwise you get the equal, uh, equal, unemploy- equal employment. employment opportunity. We, we get a lot of those calls, too. Well, you, so. you, you, know, you, you the say EOCC, or the yes. Equal Opportunity Complaint you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. like that. But so, so people can get a hold of you. All right, well, we're going to come back in the second half and talk about some more things. Do they all operate the same and some other stuff? And I think that'll, that'll be okay. But we'll come back to the second half and a little bit more with Mr. Andrew Cole, Vice President Chairman of EOCC. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your suits. For over 40 years, GRP Studios in Longwood has produced thousands of projects of all shapes and sizes. Large budget or small budget, GRP Studios has a service that can meet your needs. Besides our audio and video services, GRP Studios can also provide teleprompter support for commercials or convention projects. Our mission is simple, to get your vision produced the best it can be done for the budget you have. Contact us at grpstudios.com or better yet, stop on by for a visit and have some of our world famous popcorn. We are back. You remember the song, Wild Cherry? Yes, I do. I was not sleeping that day. Oh, man. In fact, so, I think Andrew over here, because he plays bass, he was probably part of that band. He, he probably he probably knows that. <laughs> I don't think he was old enough. I know this, the riff. <laughs> this, this is uh, Chamber of Commerce Day, so we're going to play that funky music, White Boy, from Wild Cherry, back in the day. Gosh, that was probably... Ooh, late 70s. I don't, I don't even want to date myself there. But So this is actually, you know, play that chamber music since we are here with Mr. Andrew Cole, who, you know, you come on the Check Your Six podcast, almost immediately get demoted because I said <laughs> vice president going out of the break. And then during the break, we re-promoted you. You're now again the president, CEO <laughs> of East Orlando Chamber of Commerce. Do we so, stand at attention for him? I, you know, we should have probably played the, oh, the no. Hail to the Chief. Oh, and all yeah, that that's right. Stuff. That's yeah, right. Oh, man. Anyways, well, welcome back again. 
Thank we you did much. it on the closeout, but tell people how to get a hold of you. Great. Well, the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce, you can find us at eocc.org, or you can give us a holler here locally at 407-277-5951, or you can send us an email at eocc at eocc.org. And then before we left out, you were talking about the live stream event you did. And Craig, you had some questions during our little break here about that event. So talk to him about that. So we were talking about of the 1,400 people you reached out, Mm -hmm. and not to put you on the spot, but people want to know statistically how many people in that 1,400 got jobs. Yeah, I, you know, without doing, uh, basically having to do the research to call back, I couldn't tell you that off the top. But I, I could tell you through the different webinar and pieces that we saw and uh, when we were putting these throughout this whole time period, we saw people that were reaching out to our, our speakers and sending emails immediately saying, hey, we needed the assistance, asking questions. We saw that people had changed profiles on different pieces when we were talking about LinkedIn and how to get connected with that and how to change up your your name and your profile. So we saw a lot of people that were working on those that were either friends or connected to the groups. So it was kind of exciting to see some of that, to see that people were actually taking the advice of our experts to try to, to find their next position during this whole thing. And, and I think that's great. When you, when you get all that piece of information and when you get the two-for-ones and stuff like that, everything that's coming towards you, you know it's working. Mm-hmm. So now with the 1400, when would be the next time you go out and try to do the same thing? We just completed one, I think it was the end of September. We've done about three different series of these throughout the last probably five months. We've talked about putting on another set coming up here, probably going just before the holiday season here, just to, just to kind of recap going into the new year. But, you know, it's it's all basic information that you could use whether you're looking for a job now or need to find a job later. You know, it's all transferable. It's all very broad information, but it's it tips that not just during a, a downturn in the economy, but whether you want to find a job, how to, how to best do that. And, uh, you know, the main advice that came out of it was, you know, you need to tweak your, your resume to the job that you want to find. And if you find a couple jobs that you want, you've got to write a resume basically to fit each one of those different positions and look for the keywords that they put into the search because a lot of things are now automated. It's not getting in front of eyes of people until it goes through a computer-generated search and, and sorts it. So the main thing is if you find that find a job that you're really interested in, tweak your resume, make sure it has the words that they're using in the job search so that you can get further up that list when they're finding I agree folks. with you. When I was in the hotel industry, I had to interview people and it wasn't just a one or two. We went through like you might have one person have four different interviews because so many people are so tightly same and you're just looking for that right niche. And sometimes you do might think you're hiring the right person and you find out it was the second person that you needed. Yeah. But no, I, I can't stress enough of this resumes. It's r- many resumes I have been going through lately to try to help veterans and, and to try to take the military jargon and convert it into civilian terms. They don't understand it. And I get it. I was there myself. I don't think Tim ever was. He walked right into stardom here. So is that right, yeah, Tim? Yeah, right. Whatever. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm playing Tetris. Were you talking about something <laughs> specific? No. So, but yeah. Uh, do you have anything? Anything for you talked about using a situation like we're in now and actually using it to further yourself down the road? Mm-hmm. A lot of companies rehire. They don't do anything for the last two months of the year, so they'll rehire after the first of the year, depending on projections, depending on whatever their 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 growth is supposed to be. So you can use what you did in this live stream to help them to help them further their career down the road. Mm-hmm. And we did have, when I worked for another company for 10 or 11 years, it was basically construction support. 
we would go through Indeed mm-hmm. to get resumes. And you could tell people put in keywords because what we're looking for was very specific. And if it just happened to be the keyword of management, well, then we get all these resumes. Oh, I managed a Starbucks. Okay, that's really not what we're looking for here. So you want to tweak your resume even more than that? Yeah, you want to make sure that it's geared to the position that you're looking for. So if it was a construction manager, you want to make sure that you have that background in that construction. One of the tips that was given on that was to really find a job that you said that that's you, whether it's a current job or you don't think you're going to get it, whichever, but to build your resume from that piece first. And then once you built that resume, you can take that and then model it with all the others. But finding the, the right job for the right fit of who you have and the skill set that you have and the job that you want to have to tweak your resume on that. Do all chambers work the same way? Are there, I, are, there, are there guidelines that, okay, you're a chamber of commerce, you need to follow this template, this format? I want to say overall, we kind of have a, a, an, an overall message. We're an advocate for businesses and, and we try to do things, but each one of the chambers uh, has different avenues of how they do it. You know, we're all here to support our businesses, to help them get stronger, to help them grow. But each one kind of has their own niches. Some of them do more community events, and that's how they want to promote their businesses by giving them booth spaces out, doing job being out fairs. there for job fairs. Yeah. We've we've done worked on that for this year, but that kind of was a little difficult for that. But uh, where there's pieces where there the art shows or the the taste of where organizations do those large community events to bring the community to the businesses. But then there's chambers that do a lot of advocacy, and they're, they're based on really working on the uh, political side of things and working on promoting issues and things that are business-centric. There are chambers that, like I consider us, that kind of do a lot of all of it where, where we connect. But then some of them that are more, it's a social event where it's more about the after hours and the, the coffee in the morning, but where we've done a lot to get our businesses focused is working with them on a one-on-one basis building those those revenue or the 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 leads so that they can get connected with other people to help them grow their organization and to build those connections. Let me ask you, you have an ambassador program. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate exactly what the ambassadors are required to do? So our ambassadors really they're they're like the big brother, the big sister, kind of like your seniors and the if you were to put it back in school, Sweet. you know, the, the, the oh, kind of Oh yeah. Yeah, there you go. The welcome wagon, they kind of they're they they're probably a lot more active than a typical member. They come out to the different events and pieces that when we're having things there, but they're really there to focus and really help our businesses. The ones, uh, ambassadors that are out there connecting our businesses really have made those connections and they, they help them get immersed into the chamber family, if I were to say, and to really build people there. Do you, what do you see for the future? What are the changes that you think the chamber is going to bring for the future? I think really it's got to focus on the customer service side of things. I really also feel that, you know, with the, we don't know where things are changing. Uh, we don't know how things are going to be, how long this is going to prolong with what we have. So I really feel that it's got to come down to what you can do one-on-one and work with those businesses to grow, being that advocate for them, being their voice, connecting them to people and taking that extra steps to do so where it's I'm making phone calls or I'm sending a personal email introducing people together and having specific meetings or programs that are industry specific for people to get through cut the red tape you know we have those events that Craig you've been to like luncheons and we have the coffee clubs which it's a plethora of people but we have also been very focused and centric to to now making 
we have a, a real estate council. We have a, a health council or health collaborative where now those folks in those industries are meeting the people within their industries. So being industry focused and specific so they don't have to go meet all the travel agents and the lawyers and everybody else when they need to see the one person across the room that they can't get to because they've been inundated with everybody else. So we have really been focused on changing the model of what we have to the industries. And that has really helped bring people together. And it's become a, a stronger group because now they have targeted and focused connections and relationships that they're and, building. And that's a great segue, actually, into another question, which was going to be, how has the chamber changed and mm -hmm. evolved and adapt? And you kind of answered part of that. Do you see, well, just let's go for the past seven years. Mm -hmm. How has it changed in the past seven years for you? So even in the past seven years, I think we've gotten away from more of just that social aspect where it's focused. My, my mantra when I came on board as the president was to go back to, the, to our, our mission and look at the advocacy side. And when we've realized what there's needs for these small businesses, that they need a voice, they need to understand the impact of certain things that are going to either help or hurt their business that our elected officials are doing and not trying to make it a political piece, but they just need to be informed. And I think sometimes even the chamber, if we don't take a position on something, but to provide both sides in a nonpartisan way that can help somebody make that decision for themselves. And we've done that on a number of issues to help provide, hey, here's, you make your decision, but at the same time, this is what's out there. And, and we have a process and we have a very, I think, a robust process more so than others where we have, we vet Every uh, piece that wants to be advocated for goes through a whole vetting process prior to going to a board of directors just signing off and saying, okay, yeah, well, let's support that. You so you do, you do research and you we, actually look for positives and negatives we for actually, that? We actually do that. Our advocacy council will divide up and take the pro and the con with two people that are not vested on either side of that to find the information, bring it back to the advocacy council on that to vet that. If it passes at that point, then it's discussed, and then it is recommended as a vote. If it passes or does not pass at that point, then it will be taken to the board of directors for a vote. So if the advocacy council approves it, it will then be a, a slate with the verbiage of what they're voting on. The board then will take that second side to discuss any other issues on that, but it's been vetted. So, you know, I did not realize that the chamber did that. I don't know if all of them do, but we do. East Orlando is growing. You're more, that's your, that's your wheelhouse. East oh, Orlando yeah. is your wheelhouse I, it's, and it's I, growing. I tell you what, there's a gentleman that I have to mention, David. When he first came on board, he's a go-getter. He, he's door-to-door -door knocking and it's, uh, it's nice. Uh, when is he coming back? He's, uh, he's around town. He's working on a couple other projects, but uh, he's he's it's top secret. The president does not divulge all. The I mean, things he's that the president. We got to do what he calendar. says. Uh, <laughs> he's he's around. He's uh, knocking on doors. He's got a couple other projects going. So okay, well, let me just say this: with you got Dorothy yourself, the, and da David's David's out and about. So right now okay, it's about now, two of us. The lady at the front is yep. what's her name? That what's, was Kathy. And Kathy, we, I, she she. I tell you what, when I when I was part of your membership, and I, I still plan to be, but what it comes down to it is, if I had a question, and I know you guys are busy. She had the she had the answer. She she yep. made it happen, and it's nice that when you walk through the door, you got those answers instead of you don't have to wait for hours. Sort of like some places, but it's just that uh, people are want it now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, they really do. So again, one more time, how do people get a hold of you? Well, you can find us on the web at eocc.org. 
You can email us at eocc at eocc.org. And you can call us here local at 407-277-5951. Any plans for the chamber for the upcoming uh, Thanksgiving holiday? What are you all going to do? Are you going to have a big turkey day, turkey trot? What are you going to do? We're taking the week off. <laughs> we're <taking> the- <laughs> wait, we're we actually taking the week off. Well, I, wait, wait. But, do I get a week off? Uh, I guess that's a no because I'm working have, on so many projects. You have all the weeks off, don't you? We're, we're gonna <laughs> I'm a union now. Yeah. I've launched the union. I get a nap every Uh-oh. day. He gets a nap. I did call him the other day. He said, I've just gotten up for my nap on the weekend. <laughs> no, but we, we are very excited about this because for a lot of people that don't know this, but we hit our 75th anniversary next year. That's and, amazing. Uh, we'll be celebrating, and we've got some great projects and great things to recognize the history throughout all of East Orange County. Well, let me ask you something else. We're here in Orange County. Or we're here in mm-hmm. Seminole County. What's the advantage of somebody out of the county being part of East Orlando Chamber? East Orlando is growing. So if you're wanting to grow your business, if you're looking to connect with the areas and the regions that are have more people coming into it, we have the largest area of growth opportunity as other areas of the county are getting built out. So we have a number of members that are in surrounding counties and, and pieces because they want to do business with the businesses that are out there. We have the University of Central Florida right next door, the airport area. We've got the growing Lake Nona area, all of the water for lakes, and then the growth of what's coming down the pike within the next 30 years. Well, this at East Orlando, I think actually from LFA uh, all the way to 95, all that land's already taken. It's, and you see the growth. Yeah, there is development being slated all the way through that. So if you want to be a part of what's going on, it's a great opportunity to be able to get connected in on the ground level. That's fantastic. That's that's good to know. And we can't say how much we appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy guy being the president, <laughs> not the vice president. Presidente. Of the EOCC, <laughs> not the EOOC or whatever the other ones are. But uh, we do appreciate you coming in today. I know you're busy. And I've done... I think I've been to one event that you you invited me on. Where we, we, was it was at a lunch place somewhere. It was Graffiti Junction. No, we did somewhere. I did something else. But anyways, I've been to one. And it Rio is, Pinar. Rio Pinar. I don't yeah. know. It was it was somewhere, and it was it was a nice event. There were a lot of people there. No, that what was kind of, that no, was that Bonefish. Uh, that was a Bonefish. Grill. That was that Bonefish. Uh, Josh's do you, place. Yeah. Do you, so you see yourself continuing to grow. Do you have a presence at? UCF, the incubator at all? We do. And uh, we've had a presence over with the University of Central Florida, especially in the business school, that their students pre-COVID were required to attend three chamber events for credit. Oh, yeah. So I, You know what? So I you, remember them standing up and saying, hey, I'm, I'm here because I'm part of the UCF. Uh, can you sign this paper? <laughs> yeah, can you sign the paper? But, but you got to think of this too. These are our future leaders, our future businessmen and women that are coming into the working force. If that doesn't scare the snot out of you, I don't know what does. But you know, they, I'm sure they said that about us too. But again, thanks so much for being here today. We really do appreciate it. Right. Mr. Thank Andrew you, Tim. Cole, president of the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce. We thank you for being here. Anything and thank else, you, Tim, for uh, having us. Happy Turkey Day. Happy. Yeah. You can have your turkey burger. Yeah, with uh, French fries from France. French fries from France, yeah, with some French toast. Uh, we are pathetic. Anyways, have a great day. We'll check you on the backside. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.